Well, it's a wonderful good day to everybody. I trust that you are doing well. My name is Rodney, um, and I, together with my wife, Leanne, we lead the Southside site, part of the eldership here at Cornerstone. Uh, such a privilege to be here this uh, today, just to share with you something of what God is doing, and just some thoughts as well. Uh, we, just, uh, we are really trusting that you are doing well. We've seen this has been a challenging time, but it's also been a time where God has challenged our values and where we are, and uh, we've just seen God's grace come through. Um, just this past weekend, we heard of testimonies in the life uh, of the church in the South um, of how people have walked into new seasons, some have changed jobs, and, um, and others have just seen the grace of God come through. Um, in terms of not having money, not being able to provide, and then all of a sudden, as they've began to search God out, uh, there's been provision. And so it's been just a phenomenal time, and I, I trust that you are connecting with us as we learn about discipleship together. So this, uh, today I just wanted to share just two thoughts with you, um, or two aspects of what I've seen in the last while, or what we've seen as an eldership in the last while, come to surface. And it's the issue of anger and fear, both anger and fear. And there is, I, I believe that fear is fueled. It is fueled by uncertainty. I believe that anger is fueled by frustration. And so we have fear and we have anger. In essence, they're both not necessarily evil. Uh, we know that God um, encourages us in the Word to fear, to walk our road, to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We know that Jesus was angry when He came into the temple and He dealt with the people there saying, this should be a house of prayer, but you've made it a place for, thieves, uh, for a den of thieves. Um, and so it's not necessarily that these emotions or these outbursts are, are necessarily evil. But we have to watch what sources these things. And so let's look at fear. There's a sense that uncertainty can fuel fear. Uh, we think uh, if, we, if we just knew this future, if we understood what was going to happen, there's so much uncertainty around us, um, then we would be more stable. If I could just see into the future, if I could just understand, and I, if I had some sort of certainty about the future, then I would feel a lot more stable. But this is what God's Word says. And I'm reading from Psalms 31 verse 14. It says, But I trust you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times, uh, my times are in your hand. In other words, you have the future in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemy and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. It's an interesting thing. The solution to fear, according to, um, to 1 John 4 verse 18, is that perfect Love drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out all fear. And the word says that God is love. You know, Timothy made this statement. He says in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says, For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but a, of power, of love, and of self-control. It's love that drives out fear. And so if you want to overcome fear... It's to dig into more of who Christ is. Understand His love. The Word says that His love has height, depth, width, and length. There is some depth to this Word, to uh, this love of Christ. And we need to get in and understand what God's love looks like. So you want to overcome fear? You're concerned about your job? 
Don't operate from a place of fear. Don't react from a place of fear. But get into God's Word and understand who Jesus is. There's an incredible love there that's just waiting to be revealed if we would only search Him out a little bit deeper. The second is anger. And I believe what, what fuels anger is frustration. We are living in a time period where there is much frustration around us. We're being frustrated by different things. In the workplace, um, on the roads, we find ourselves frustrated. And I'm just seeing bursts of anger. People are just breaking out in anger. It's a little like a balloon, I would imagine, that you would think of frustration feeds in, it blows in, and eventually it grows to some point where it just explodes. And we're seeing something of that taking place, just explosions all, all over, people are, are acting out of a place of anger. And this is where discipling plays its role. It's important for us to understand how we can release ourselves and overcome anger and see it before it even takes place. And uh, one of the ways that we can do that, James 5 verse 16 says this, Therefore confess your sins one to another. Another version says, confess your faults one to another. And he says this, and pray for one another. There's a moment in which two people are engaged in a beautifully discipling environment where two, one shares his heart releases out his thoughts, his frustrations, his difficulties, his struggles. And it says, then they pray for each other. And this is what the result is. It says, that you may be healed. And that word healed means to be complete, to be made whole. We desperately are in need of complete people, made whole, to be happy. This word confess, when it says confess, is actually to speak out this truth with joyfulness, to reveal it with joyfulness. Um, and so it's a very interesting scripture that we need to encapsulate in our own lives. And perhaps in this place, as we dis discover discipleship together, we need to be getting together with our elders, our deacons, those that are leading with us, and share our heart. And don't allow this frustration to build up into us, in us, until we explode. The second part of dealing with anger has to do with forgiveness. Forgiveness is a powerful antidote to anger. And um, I want to tell you, um, it, it, forgiveness is not an event that happens in our lives. Actually, forgiveness is our nature. We forgive continuously. 70 times 7. But around us, forgive life. You know, life throws these curveballs at you and, and you, you just get angry. You know, you, you want to get frustrated. You want to get angry. And we just say... Ah, it's not going to affect us. We just let it go. We release it. And the Bible speaks about this as a, this forgiveness that happens. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Uh, if someone has, has done something against you in, on the road, in the street, at work, in different places, your husband, your wife, it says you act with forgiveness. Don't allow that frustration to build up within you. It says release it. Forgive them. And we find ourselves in a better place. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Let's be joyful people. You know, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says this, Be imitators of me. This is Paul speaking. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's a great discipleship verse right there. We imitate him, someone local, our leaders, those around us. And he says, as I am following Christ, 
that we might be people together who are following Christ. We look like Christ. We smell like Christ. There is just everything about us. We just, it's as if people look at us and say, there, I can see Jesus. I can see Jesus in you. And so I trust that you have a wonderful week. And um, I'm hoping that we would hear of the testimonies of what God is doing. As elders, we are praying for you. We're praying for all our people. And we are trusting that God will come through at every instance. This is not a COVID season. This is a season that COVID has started us in. And it's a season that we're going to endure with rejoicing, with joy. And we're going to see us being victorious in the moment. Bless you. I trust you have a wonderful week.